This video is brought to you by Nebula. Today, a constitutional standoff in the US as Texas defies the Supreme Court. Argentinian President Javier Millet faces his first major strike, and Saudi Arabia opens its first alcohol shop in 70 years. From TLDR News, this is your daily briefing for Thursday, the 25th of January, 2024. Yesterday, Texas Governor Greg Abbott issued an explosive statement in defiance of the U.S. Supreme Court, which issued a 5-4 ruling on Monday to allow U.S. border guards to remove razor wire that had been erected at the U.S.-Mexico border by Abbott and the state of Texas. The Biden administration and the state of Texas have been engaged in a legal battle over this issue, with the Biden administration viewing the Texas border policies as too harsh, and that the policy on this issue should be made by the federal, not state, government, while Texas has argued that the razor wire was a policy of deterrence as large amounts of migrants have crossed in recent months. This brings us to the statement of yesterday, where Texas Governor Abbott stated that the federal government has broken its compact between the United States and the states. The governor then went on to say that Biden had violated his oath to faithfully execute immigration laws passed by Congress, instructed his agencies to ignore federal statutes regarding the detention of illegal immigrants, and that Biden had enticed migrants to go to the dangerous waters of the Rio Grande to enter the United States as opposed to the 28 legal points of entry. He concluded his statement by saying that Texas has the right to defend itself under the Constitution and ordered state agencies to secure the border, even stating that Texas's constitutional authority to protect itself supersedes federal statutes to the contrary. This claim of authority has made Abbott order that razor wire continue to be added, going against the Supreme Court. This ignited a political firestorm, with Republicans, Texans and non-Texans supporting the governor, while Democrats, including Texas Representatives Joaquin Castro and Greg Kassar, asking Biden to assert federal control over the Texas National Guard so that the state can comply with the US Supreme Court decision. At time of writing, President Biden has yet to weigh in, but his response will be telling. If he lets Abbott defy the Supreme Court, it could allow other states to do the same. If he steps in, many Republicans will claim the president is infringing on the rights of the states. This is especially contentious, as there is a general understanding in American politics that decisions by the Supreme Court are to be respected and honoured. There's been precedent before in regards to states defying the Supreme Court. In 1957, Arkansas failed to comply with a Supreme Court decision that declared that racial segregation in public schools was unconstitutional. President Eisenhower subsequently issued an order to federalise the Arkansas National Guard and enforce the decision. Biden could do the same, but whether he does remains to be seen. There's more on the way, but be sure to subscribe and ring the bell to make the daily briefing part of your daily routine, or just search for us on your podcast app to listen along. Argentina's largest labour union launched a major 12-hour strike on Wednesday in opposition to reforms introduced by ultra-libertarian president Javier Millet. Since entering office in December, Millet has announced widespread reforms that include privatisations, the loosening of certain worker protections, the scrapping of some price controls and budget cuts. Tens of thousands of protesters joined demonstrations on Wednesday, organised by the CGT union, which vowed to not yield an inch of what has been achieved on workers' rights.
The strike impacted a range of sectors, particularly transport. Argentina's flag carrier cancelled almost 300 flights, affecting more than 20,000 passengers. It's said to be the earliest mass strike ever called against a new Argentine government, occurring just 45 days after Millet was inaugurated. But the government does not look like it'll back down anytime soon, with the security minister denouncing what she called mafia labour unions, managers of poverty, complicit judges and corrupt politicians. The strike is not the only thing threatening to hamper Millet's agenda. Dozens of lawsuits are underway challenging his policies, and a court froze a chapter of his so-called mega-decree. Additionally, Millet's party is only Parliament's third-largest group, despite him comfortably winning the presidential election, having been propelled to victory, promising to turn around Argentina's dire economic situation, with inflation above 200% and poverty levels at 40%. The US state of Alabama will today carry out the country's first execution using nitrogen gas after the Supreme Court rejected a last-minute appeal by death row inmate Kenneth Eugene Smith. The nitrogen hypoxia execution will see a mask deliver nitrogen gas into Smith's body, depriving him of oxygen until he dies. Smith is the first person in the United States and possibly the world to be executed using this method. Back in 2018, Alabama became the third state to authorize nitrogen gas executions, as the drugs required for lethal injections became increasingly difficult to acquire. Smith has been on death row for three decades, having been convicted for the 1988 murder of a hire of a pastor's wife. He survived a botched lethal injection execution in 2022 that helped prompt a review of how Alabama carried out the death penalty. The state of Alabama has called nitrogen hypoxia perhaps the most humane method of execution ever devised, but the UN Human Rights Agency has warned that it could subject Smith to cruel, inhumane or degrading treatment or even torture, and his lawyers argue that the state is using him as a test subject for a method that could leave him in a vegetative state or leave him to choke to death on his own vomit due to nausea. Smith's execution is set to take place within a 30-hour time frame beginning at 12am on Thursday and expiring at 6am the next day. Saudi Arabia is opening its first alcohol shop in more than 70 years, but will only sell to foreign non-Muslim diplomats. It's a move that appears to be aimed at regulating diplomatic alcohol supply, not necessarily relaxing the laws, as diplomats have already been consuming alcohol there for a while now. Foreign embassies in Saudi Arabia already have shops to sell alcohol to diplomats, while diplomatic pouches can contain alcohol and be moved across borders without facing normal legal procedures. There's also a thriving black market for alcohol. The new shop, located in Riyadh's diplomatic quarter, will only be accessible to registered diplomats who will need to use a designated app to verify their identity and make purchases. The guidelines also establish a point system to limit monthly alcohol sales, allowing up to 40 litres of spirits, 80 litres of wine and 240 litres of beer. Saudi Arabia, led by Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman, is pursuing an agenda to develop the nation into a regional finance and tourism hub. Other Gulf states like the UAE have allowed non-Muslims to drink in hotels and licensed restaurants for years, so there's been speculation for a while now whether these alcohol exemptions would be put in place. 
And finally, some uplifting news. A rhinoceros was impregnated through embryo transfer, a breakthrough that has raised hopes of saving the nearly extinct northern white rhino. Scientists successfully transferred a rhino embryo created in a lab into a surrogate mother. The successful procedure was carried out on a southern white rhino, which is a well-populated, closely related subspecies of the northern white rhino. Scientists now hope to repeat the procedure with northern whites, of which there are only two remaining in the world, both female. Using frozen semen and eggs harvested from now-dead northern whites, embryos can be created and implanted into a surrogate southern white rhino. You've no doubt been following along with the news from Israel and Gaza, but if you want a better understanding to dive deeper into the history of the region, then you should check out Real Life Law's hour-long documentary about the tensions and fighting between Israel and Gaza going back decades. That video, by the way, is part of Real Life Law's Modern Conflict series, where they regularly run through major ongoing conflicts from Lebanon's civil war to everything going on in Myanmar and the Turkish-Kurdish conflict. It's an incredible series, and it's exclusively available on our streaming service, Nebula. As you likely know, Nebula is the service we built with a bunch of our creator friends, and is the home to tons of smart educational content from all your favourite creators. The best part is that by signing up, you not only get access to exclusive series like Modern Conflicts, China Actually from Polymatter, or the logistics of X from Wendover Productions, it also directly supports TLDR. That's because when you sign up, you contribute to the budgets of these big budget documentaries, and it helps us grow and expand our ambitions. So if you sign up using the link below, you can support us directly and get 40% off Nebula's annual plan. That's less than £2 a month, which is an incredibly good price for an independent streaming service which not only supports creators but also provides you with tons of ad-free and exclusive content. Thank you for your support and for backing Nebula.